Welcome to Genius Leadership Overcoming Everything podcast. I'm your host, Anna Liebel, a mind shifter, helping male leaders in tech get out of the firefighter mode, become the proactive leaders they want to be, and enjoy the ride as they go. Join me every week for honest, insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders about their rollercoaster ride to leading from their zone of genius. If you find the show valuable, could you do me a favor? Rate and review the podcast. Share it with your network so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. Before we kick off, let me invite you to the weekly calls for genius leaders. These are interactive, men-only Zoom calls held every Tuesday, where I share short trainings based on my coaching experience with working leaders. Take time to lead yourself, to be better at leading others. Sign up with a link in the show notes. And for now, let's take the ride together. Hey, Genius Leader, welcome to part two of Reclaim Your Zone of Genius workshop or webinar. Today, we're going to take the third practice that will help you explore your zone of genius. And I hope that you did your homework and listened and really reflected on the first part with the two practices that we discussed, the values and looking at your gifts, the natural gifts of yours. And the third practice will help you find the energy and the time to work with the first two on a daily basis. So I hope that you will take this one again and commit to taking action with it. And then we'll explore 10 different ways to stay in your zone whenever possible. And as I said before, to get back to it whenever life happens in between and throws you out of that zone somehow. So without further ado, let's just dig into this and get it done. And I want you to really commit. Commit to listening actively. Commit to answering those questions for yourself. And commit to taking action. This is the most important thing that I want you to do. Take action. Find that one tiny step that you can take today and implement to be healthier, happier, more sustainable, and performing at a higher level. Enjoy. Let me know what you think. And see you on the other side. Let's move to the third part then. I want to be mindful of your time and... uh, Mindful as well of the time of the people who are catching the replay. Third one is ADOD, cleaning up. And I don't know whether it was uh, my business coach, Kelly Roach, who came up with the acronym or she took it from somewhere, but a lot of uh, things we're talking about, it is about reinventing the bill in some shape or form. So ADOD is what my business coach is using. Uh, it's, it stands for automate, delegate, outsource, and delete. And this is an important part of getting into your zone of genius. Quite often, we don't have the energy and time to get into it or to be in it because we're too busy with the other things. And the truth is, we keep ourselves busy, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm not perfect. I'm talking from experience that it is a process. It's a journey. And you'll be progressing with that and you'll be thrown back because new situations come, you're getting into new roles, you're getting new responsibilities in your life. And generally, it's not static, right? And it's not linear. So you will get new things on your plate that you don't know how to handle, for example, or that are out of your zone of genius. But you just do this process and you do it in rings and repeat. And it gets better and it gets easier and it gets more joyful. It gets more playful. And it's just really getting you to feeling purposeful about your life. So think about what are you doing in your day? 
And what feels aligned with the first <laughs> in all of his writing, I feel a LinkedIn post coming. I'm happy that you're getting inspired by, by this exercise or these exercises and you, you're going to share it with more people in your community because uh, the more we can spread the learnings of how to identify and reclaim your zone of genius, the better. I'm very happy if you, if you do that, just sharing that and the learnings of yours. So I was talking about uh, that it's quite often that we keep ourselves busy with things that we don't enjoy, right? With the things that we think we need to do, with the things that don't feel aligned with our values and don't really get into the, or fall into the category of our natural gifts. And I want you to start writing down those things. And this is a bit of a trickier part. The time and energy management exercises are best done over a period of time. And I don't want to hang on with you on life here for a couple of days, but I want you to understand this concept that I'm, uh, I want you to take with you as a homework from today. To journal on how you spend your time. What some of my clients have been doing is setting a timer and every half hour writing down what they've done in this half an hour. And the pro level is to write down your energy level or how much you enjoyed it. So let's say you start your day with um, the energy of uh, level of 10. And then every half an hour, you write what you've done, like answer my emails. And then you feel like, okay, does it feel aligned with how I want to be? Those three value words. Is it within my zone of genius? How do I feel with my energy? If I got energy out of that half an hour, I put plus one. So I get to level 11. If that's something that drains me, I go down to nine or maybe even eight, seven, whatever. So do this kind of time journaling for half hour or every, like every half hour of your wake time. You just write down those things. What have you done? And ideally, well, how do you feel about that half an hour or those activities? And do it for a week. That's ideal because then you kind of get the spread because quite usually we have some different um, loads and different kind of activities uh, in different days. And that way you kind of get a spread and you will start seeing the patterns. Where does your time go? When you feel like it runs through the fingers, what does it actually go into? What kind of activities? Analyze how have those trends been with the energy levels if you're doing this extra pro-level task. Can you see that your energies and uh, motivation dipping in some parts of the day and then it goes up again? Maybe it's related to your prime times and your natural rhythms, but maybe it is about the schedule of yours and how you have designed your life or have you allowed someone else to design your life. So as I said, this is a very uh, important task and I want you to take more time with it. But I hope with the first uh, two exercises, you're getting some kind of structure and some kind of foundation to relate to when you do this journaling and analyze uh, when you're analyzing how you're spending your time. And after that, after you've seen some trends after you've gotten some clarity start thinking what can i automate here this is my task for this week to automate some things in my email because i'm getting quite a lot of automatic things from the subscriptions i'm having some reports for example and so on some of those things i want to keep but i don't want to have them as, as an unread message so that my number when I, whenever i open the emails is increasing so setting up filters for myself so that those mails go into special folder and marked as read so that I have them for like I'm storing them or archiving them, but I don't need to open them. 
So this would be an example of automation that I will be taken from this masterclass <laughs> of my own masterclass with myself. Delegation. It can be both business and work-related and home-related. Maybe you can, again, delegate your emails if that's the concern of yours to your assistant. Maybe you can delegate something related to formatting of the documents that you're creating. And someone who is really enjoying the task that is super draining for you can do it better, quicker, and there will be a better use of the time and money. Because for you as a leader, your time is quite a lot of money. And you're spending that on formatting the presentations, getting through your emails and filtering away what is important and whatnot. That's waste. And that's you being out of your zone of genius. If you really enjoy structuring things, then fine. If you feel like that gives you energy and if you feel like that is bringing joy into your life, do that. But if that's the frustrating parts in your day, take action. Commit, take an action. What can you outsource? Maybe it's something at home that you're cooking a lot. Nowadays that you're at home, you're spending more time in the kitchen. Again, that can be something that really brings you joy. That is your way of de-stressing to checking out. And unless you are into work meetings, like listening into in the work meetings while you're cooking. If that is the case for you, if you're really finding your flow in cooking, then good. But if you feel like, okay, to need, I need to nurture my body, but that means standing in the kitchen for three hours every day, then maybe it's something to outsource. There are so many uh, planners nowadays. There are so many packages where you can actually get the meals ready, delivered, or at least all the ingredients prepped with the, is, together with the recipes. Find the times, the opportunities for you to optimize your time and energy. I really want to talk about those together, time management and, and energy management. And sometimes you feel like, oh, my time investment here is not so bad. But energy is just down to the floor level. Think about it every time you're considering something as an investment of your time. And then the last one of these four is delete. What are the things that you can skip doing completely to free up again the energy and the time for yourself to be in that zone of genius? Quite often, example that is given here is social media. But for me, for example, as a business owner, it could be deciding to not be on several platforms, social media platforms, and just focus my business efforts uh, in creating content and bringing value on one platform where I know that my ideal client is really spending time and where I can actually teach them something and inspire them and bring the value to them. So for you, it could be something about household, maybe. Maybe you can stop doing some things completely and feel fine about that. And again, when thinking about these things, relate them to your value words. For me, for example, about being beautiful is a lot about nurturing my body. And I have quite some specific wishes about my menu. Uh, so I want to do it myself. And I do find pleasure in creating meals with my family. So for me, it ties back there. I might see that I spend quite a lot of time in the kitchen, but I see a lot of value of that and it's in alignment with my values. Then it's fine for me to have it. And of course, I might still try to optimize some, some things, maybe by like we, we shop for the whole week. We do our planning for the recipes we want to cook and then we go to the supermarket once a week. And then, of course, in between, you can buy some uh, fruit or some fresh veggies when, they, when you're out of them. But most of the things are done once a week. So there are still ways of 
optimizing. So I really want you to think about it. Like, I hope you, you start seeing that, that those three practices here, they are really related to each other and they're interconnected. And they will help you together if you really use them all three together to see, okay, where can I enjoy my life most? Where do I find my purpose? Another example that I wanted to give you, uh, when I was back in the corporate, I was doing quite a lot of uh, side projects, uh, volunteering. I, I was organizing film festivals. I would organize um, exchange for students to come from my uh, home country, Ukraine, to Sweden, to learn about gender equality. I would go to Ukraine with a half year old and organize a two-day conference there for the journalists and activists, again, on the same topic. And it was all because I was not feeling fulfilled enough in work. And while I was trying to find my way of fulfillment and purposeful work in the corporate, I was doing all those things on the side because I needed to get this purpose somewhere. And amazing as it was from what looked from outside, and I was getting all these comments like, how are you getting this energy? Like, where do you get it from? And how do you manage all these things? Because I was still was social and I, I still took care of my body and trained and those kind of things. But that was in compromise with my sleep, for example. That was in compromise sometimes with my social life when I decided to not continue or like to not go to some party because I wanted to do something on my projects. So that's the thing. When we are outside of those, our zone of genius, we can look as having it all from outside. But just because we're in a zone of excellence doesn't mean that we're happy with that and we're happier with our life. And while you can still find something good about that, I created massive value with what I've been doing in those side projects. But it wasn't sustainable for me. If I wouldn't have moved to Iceland, if I wouldn't have jo changed jobs from being in employment to doing what I'm doing at the moment, I would have been running myself into the grave because I, I, I didn't want to give up on a lot of things like my family, my relationships, my health, but I was still doing that for the sake of purpose. And the things that now, yes, I still work more than I did in the employment of mine, but I work less than full-time job plus all those projects. And that's my way of slowly getting into the complete balance in my life so that I have more than enough time for myself. I have all the time I want for my family and my friends. It's a process. It's not an overnight thing. And that's why I work longer time with my um, clients. But I want you to start thinking about all these things, how they come together and how it's not complicated. It's not an easy process because it does require your commitment, but it's a simple process. It's really about being curious about yourself, being observant and giving yourself grace and time to explore and to learn and to develop and to get better and sometimes to slide back and to get back on a horse again. It's all part of the process and it's beautiful. Hey, Genius Leader, I'm chiming in here quickly to ask you to do one thing for me. If you're enjoying this episode, share it with one person who you think would find it valuable as well. Let's spread the goodness together so that more people can play within their zone of genius. Okay, I'm getting quite philosophical here, but let's get to the last part of, of this webinar, which is, I want to give you 10 examples of the ways how you can reclaim, expand your zone of genius and staying in it as much as possible. First one is generating energy. As I said about the basics, training, staying hydrated, nurturing your body with the right foods, 
I'm not saying that it has to be 120% of your time. You can still enjoy some foods that are maybe not less nurturing for the body, but at the moment, nurturing your soul, as long as it's all staying balanced and staying aligned with how you want to be as the ultimate best version of yourself. But it's important to generate energy. It's important to take care of our sleep. You can never, never become your ultimate best version of yourself if you're not taking care of what you have at the moment. So really make a point of that. Put it on your calendar. When do you want to go to bed? When do you need to start winding down for that so that you actually get good quality sleep? When do you want to eat your meals? When do you prepare them? Use your calendar as your master. And I want to remind you that if you don't own your calendar, someone else owns your calendar. And then you're working on their agenda. And there's nothing selfish about owning your calendar. You really need to take care of that. Because this is the way for you to bring most value and most good to this world. So put all those things that matter to you there. And don't compromise with it. Stick to it. Commit to sticking to that. Second one I want to, second way I want to talk about is setting intentions. So the first one was generating energy. And I'll finish, finally finish my cold coffee. <laughs> so second one would be setting intentions. When you go into some interaction, when you start some activity, or generally when you start your day, think about what is your intention. And again, get reminded, reminded about your values here. Think about it. Like for me, it's present, unstoppable, and beautiful. So when I go into some meeting, I'm thinking, how can I be present and unstoppable for this person who, who I'm going to have in front of me on the screen for the next hour? When I am working and working and working, I'm thinking, how can I be beautiful at the moment? Then I stand up, I get away from the computer, and I take a break. So this is how you can actually use those values for yourself. And I want you to really start setting those intentions. When you start your day, before getting out of bed, think about, let's, let's use one of the examples. Let's say, uh, Gustav, I'm taking three of your first uh, ones. Let's say you decide for adventure, creativity, and honesty as your three value words. When you wake up and you're still lying in bed, think about it like, okay, how can I include adventure in my life today? Where do I need to be honest? And where can I work on my creativity? And just set intention that I want to nurture those three values of mine. And I want to bring them with me to the table, to the computer, to wherever. When you go into some conversation with your with your woman, <laughs> now I'm translating with it uh, from from other languages, from Scandinavian languages. Uh, when with your partner, think about it, like, okay, how can I be loving or caring or empathetic in the conversation that is to come? Set intention. I want to be like this, and it will change a lot. I promise you. Just taking this ten seconds between every interaction, between every action and activity of yours will be life-changing because you become more aware, you become more aligned with the purpose of yours, and you're very quickly seeing the disconnects and misalignments. And it's so much easier to fix them and actually enjoy the process of fixing them and progress that you see from that. So second one, set intentions. Third way, reflect. When you get out of that meeting for which you've set intention, when you finish that conversation, or when you finish your day, reflect on how it went. 
And again, ask yourself with those three words of yours, was I creative today? Was I honest today? Was I adventurous or did I have some adventure in my life today? And it's not to beat yourself up, but it's more, again, to realign every single day because you're like the ship. If the ship derails one degree from its course, you don't notice it until you go way too far. It's still one degree here, but the scale is different. And we don't want you to end up there. And that's why I want you to have this check of your course every single day, every single hour, but at least every day in the evening to check, am I on course or is there some misalignment here and I'm 1% off or one degree off? And if yes, you have a chance to get back on course before it's too late. So use the reflection. It's a very, very powerful tool. As a matter of fact, it's the only tool that I'm using for all of my clients. The rest is really a smorgasbord, a buffet, where I pick the things that I feel like this person is needing at the moment. Or this tool will work for this person because of their personality and their background. But the only thing that every client of mine has to do is really evening reflection. And I want you to start doing that as well. Answer those questions for yourself. What did I do well today? Or what am I proud of today? And think about those three value words of yours. What did I do well today to be honest? What am I proud of when it comes to creativity? And so on and so forth. Write those things down. Pen and paper. Doesn't cost much. Unless you go to super expensive Parker paper or uh, Parker pen and, and whatever notebooks. But it doesn't have to be that. It can be super simple. Use the materials that you already have at home. And start rewiring your brain. Because that's what it gives writing down with pen on paper these things that's rewiring your brain and getting the power back. So reflection, that was number three. <clears throat> I'll remind them, generate energy, set intentions, reflect. Number four, do time blocks. I already started covering that. Put on your calendar what matters to you. Make sure that you stick and you commit to those books. And also try to make longer blocks for the tasks that are similar. Because that cr creates more momentum, more flow, and it makes it easier for you to focus. Because when you're split and then you're all around, the science shows how much time we are losing from just switching for a short five-second thing. And talking about that, use the phone and the technology for your best, not for your worst, and for the interests of the others. Switch off the notifications. What I have, I only have on my uh, on my uh, phone, I only have notifications notifications on WhatsApp and Slack. Those are the two communication channels, Slack for my team and WhatsApp with my nearest family. No badges, no pop-ups, nothing comes through from anything else. I own my phone and I own my use of it. I want it to be that way, not the other way around. And when I'm sitting and working on something, I want to sit and work on that instead of con continuously look at my phone and think about what's going on there when it buzzes or vibrates and everything. Set the reminders for yourself when you want to go to bed. Set the do not disturb. Every phone, whichever system you have, has a, an option for that. So that you stop interacting with your phone and, and the apps on it after some particular hour. You can still do it, but it's an extra active step that you need to say that, yes, I am aware that I am going into this app after my bedtime. Take the power back. So that's related to owning your calendar and working in blocks. The next one will be use reminders. As I started covering already, remind yourself of the value words of yours. 
put some alarm with the, the name, the, the three words of yours as a label for the alarm. And if that's annoying, put the reminders on the post-its on your computer, maybe on the fridge. I suggest that if you have kids, for example, you can ask them to write those words in colorful pens with their all crooked letters and have that in front of you. Find a postcard or print out some picture that will be a good reminder for you of your value words and put it in front of you. And the important part here, our brain is very good to getting used to, okay, this is part of our reality right now and just blocks it out. Move that paper around, really. Because if you put a post-it somewhere, it will be there and you'll just ignore it after one day because it's been there for one day. So move that paper around, maybe around the flat even. Put it in the awkward places where you just kind of look at it like, oh, why is it here? But that will make you aware and will really remind you about how you want to be as that ultimate best version of yourself. So use reminders. The next four are what we've already covered in step three. And I'm putting them here because... I want you to work on that exercise, as I said, because it takes more time. A-D-O-D, automate, delegate, outsource, delete. Think about what has to be done by someone else, by something else or not done at all, in order for you to create more space for you to act in your zone of genius. And last one is an overarching. Commit to action. This is so important. That's what Gay Hendricks is talking about with every his client with everyone who wants to reclaim their zone of genius with him. He says, they need to repeat after me. I commit to acting from my zone of genius, doing what I love most to do, and expanding in joy and creativity. Those are the words that he is using with all his clients. And the word commit is very powerful. So when you say it to yourself or to someone else, it changes you. So commit. Commit to taking what you've learned in this last hour, just a bit over the hour, and use it. Use it to really get into your zone of genius and to expand within that and to grow that joy, to grow that creativity of yours, to bring more purpose and sense of happiness in your life. So I'll put them on the screen so that I can see them all. The 10 ways that I want you to use to reclaim your zone of genius. Generate energy, set intentions, reflect, use time blocks or do time blocks, use reminders, automate, delegate, outsource, delete, and commit to action. I hope this has been helpful. I would like to know how you're feeling. What are your thoughts at the moment? What felt easy to do? Where did you feel like you got stuck? Where do you feel like you would like to dig deeper in? I see a comment that came. So while you're sharing with me, I would like to say thank you for being with me and for going through this journey of reclaiming your zone of genius. I uh, find a lot of beauty in this work and I feel very meaningful when I'm doing it. So I'm very happy to create this, to create the space for you to reflect, to think, to get to know yourself better. And thank you for gifting me your precious time uh, and sharing this experience together. Rolof saying that he got stuck at (laughs) 43 but we can work on that. Uh, great that the uh, feed came back. Uh, I'm happy about that. So let's continue working on that run of uh, one-to-one if you want. Uh, I'm, as I said, more than happy to support you on that. 43 is a good number, but now we need to start halving it. So let's see which 21 or 22, let's do 22. Of those are more relevant than the others or somehow covering those. So 
Alan is writing, thank, thank you for inspiration. I mentioned I need to filter values for mine and not mine. This is a very good point, Alana. It's really great that you understand that, that some values are coming for, uh, to us from outside. And it's very important to understand that it's not our, ours, but they are really inherited. And uh, it can be triggering sometimes. It can be tough. And it can feel, you can feel bad about thinking like, oh, but I, this is not how I want to live my life, even though everyone around you is saying that. It's tough. But for that, I would say it's very important to have a support team. Someone who you feel is aligned with you and who will or who will support you no matter what. Uh, someone who loves you unconditionally, for example, and will provide you and give you this safe space where you can actually explore which values are yours and which are external. So think about who can help you on that journey, who can help you to get through this process of filtering them. Because it's so, so important and we can get discouraged if we do it alone. So think about it. Uh, and thank you for the comment. It's really br brilliant. A very good reflection. Uh, Rolof is saying 41 is the answer to the universe. Okay, for now. <laughs> for now, Rolof. Let's, uh, let's continue there. Or if you do insist on 41, I'd like to get them told by you by heart next Monday when we meet. If you can do that, <laughs> and if you feel like that's, that was a piece of cake, then sure, go for 41. But um, if that's a bit challenging, let's, let's continue narrowing down to three. So some of you have gotten what they needed and uh, you will just be ready to implement those things. You are the go-getters and you're action takers. So you'll just take whatever you've learned today and you'll just do it. You will run with it. And I'm very happy that you, you stayed, you watched and you learned and that you'll uh, take all this information and go with it. And please let me know how it goes and what you've taken out of that. And maybe someone else, some other, some other people here might be willing to have support and to continue this journey with some accountability, with some challenging pushing, very loving and caring though. And it could be accountability that you need, as I said, support, some extra knowledge someone who can answer your questions when they come in the process. And if that is you, then I invite you to do a strategy call together. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Genius Leadership. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button to not miss an episode. And to help more people become even better leaders, rate and review our podcast and share it with your communities. For more conversations about living and leading from your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others. And it's my honor to be your guide in overcoming everything 